You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, so I want to ask you, because uh, we, um, or I just mentioned New Orleans, so that's who's coming up here on Sunday. Seahawks are 2-2. Two Everyone in the division is two and two right now. So if they win this game and we'll get into some injuries and stuff, because I, I, I there's some notable injuries uh, to talk about, especially on New Orleans side of things. If they come out of the Superdome three and two. Obviously, these this defense still has issues, but how do you feel? Well, that now correct me if my mathematics is wrong here, that mm-hmm. would place the Seahawks above 500 which would be a winning record how exciting mm. uh mm. i'd feel really positive because then you've got arizona right and arizona looks like a complete mess like that carolina game what on earth was that like, i i was trying to watch the, the some of the tape of that and i was like nah don't think i'll be doing them this week um yeah just just put that to the side and throw it in the bin or you know delete it and put it in my recycling and then permanently remove they're a mess and they're the kind of defense who will do a kind of what the lions did but and by which i mean i think they'll dare you know they'll dare you know to beat the blitz dare you know to beat one-on-one coverage outside and you know he did that against the lions and dk is dk um so that's an opportunity and then you know offensively they're they're already really predictable. Like usually that happens in the second half of the season, but I mean, not having Hopkins for these is he missing this this game? I, I realize we're previewing the Saints game, but I've already gone into the Cardinals. But the yeah, point is, yeah, yeah. The the next one is his last game. Right. On the suspension. Yeah. yeah. And obviously he's a big miss in their offense. But the point is, if Seattle's three and two, I feel really good about them going four and two. Uh you know, and then, and that's a, that's a then suddenly four and two extrapolates six, twelve, eighteen. Except we play seventeen games, but you know, ten, ten and seven, eleven and six, and ten and seven is what I think I was feeling at the start of the season. Yeah, you know, that's not out of the question. And with a young roster, with all these kind of development things going on, you know, you're playing your young guys. That is so so good. Like, that's so exciting. Yeah. Plus, you might have an answer at quarterback. We'll see how that continues. But because if if the offense continues like being half decent, right? Or well, it's quality yeah. right now. But if the offense regresses slightly and the defense does its second half of the season thing, where they actually become good, like watch out. Like I don't think the offense is going to stall in a way. Touch wood and all that, but I don't think the offense is going to stall in a way that they would have in years past. Because I think, yeah. like we said, you know, gives you a, a baseline, right? And then. I think, encouragingly, there's meat on the bone in the run game, the pass game. Now, I found it interesting 
Metcalf kind of likened the way the Saints played defense to the way the Lions tried it. Um, now, I think the Saints are a bit more talented and I think they're a bit more savvy and a bit more experienced. Yeah. I think Marshall and Latin was a better corner than Jeffrey Okuda. Yeah. Not that Jeff is a bad corner, actually, but he just got bullied. I think Lattimore is a bit more, again, a bit more savvy. He probably won't be, uh, he probably won't rely on like physicality and try and outmuscle DK all the time. I think there'll be a bit more like guile to his play and, and mm-hmm. all that goodness. So that that's going to be a great matchup. But again, like if if you're going to like Gino was so on point against the Sky stuff, like. I don't actually think the Lions were that bad defensively. I think Gino's that good, which, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily expect that. But it wasn't like all these individual mistakes from Detroit. They were carrying out the call on defense. The call kind of mm. made sense. Gino was just on point. Like, he was seeing that. Now, they might have some predictable tenancy tells, but then every team has tenancy tells. But also, it's a short, it's a small sample size. But it's also before, like, defenses will have started really trying to change that up. So... And no, the the big thing the New Orleans game as well, Ty. Like, how mm. how did they play in London? And then, like, you messaged the chat like this, and I was like, "Nah, that's yeah. not right." And I'm like, "Oh, it is right." How do you play in London? And then, yeah, do you know what, guys? Um, you have to play next week. Like, how does that work? Yeah, what the hell? I thought it was mandatory that you get a bye week after any of the international games, even if you're playing in Mexico. I thought you got a bye week after that, like that blows my mind so now you got these guys going on uh not necessarily short rest but they have to travel you know for what is how long is a flight from london to the u.s do you know well whereabouts in the u.s the u.s is quite a big country well so. all right so so new orleans so so i'd say east, like eight hours eight hours yeah new that's orleans like, isn't that's southeast right yeah, southeast. Yeah, yeah, south central, south central. So yeah, so, you know they have to do all the travel and all that stuff, and then they got to get back to work, literally the next day, watch tape, do all that, go through walkthroughs, get back to practice, and have they're food. dealing with all, have have food, brush your teeth, sleep, say hello unless to the, the family. Unless, unless you're Russell Wilson, then you have no time to sleep, but. Uh, typically sleep if you're, you know, a regular person, unlike Maddie. Um, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and now they have all these injuries that they're dealing with, right? Like, well, they already, and also, like, why did, like, uh, all the injured players travel to London? Like, did, were they yeah, on a jolly or something? Like, having a having a good time on the lash yeah. in London town? Yeah. 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 What, do you, what do you do to have fun in London, Maddie? Well... There's lots of things. It's a capital city. Mm, indeed. There's all kinds of fun activities, but like the Big Wheel and Big Ben. Mm, of course. Of course. But what? A... But I don't know why they, they traveled. And then like this week, Alvin Kamara sounded confident that he's going to play on Sunday. But like Jameis Winston still has like a, multiple fractures in his back. So I yeah. don't think he'll play. Uh <laughs> Andy Dalton's next up. Michael Thomas is hurt again. Like they're they're not talent wise. Like the offense, if the Seahawks defense struggles again, and they struggled when the Lions had everyone out, but like come yeah. on, Seahawks defense, stop the individual errors. Just cut cut it all out. This is your opportunity. And like 
Seattle defensively tied, they're blessed with like relatively good health. The only news being that Daryl Johnson is uh and obviously Adams is out, but yeah. From the last game, Daryl Johnson got uh hurt. Sounds like he'll come back at some point, but I think Carol mentioned a stress fracture in his foot. Mm. Clint Hurt said that Christian Jones, aka Christian Cheese Jones, Cheese. is gonna come in to replace Johnson as that kind of edge edge setting outside linebacker. And Pete also mentioned how they, they did a few things substitution wise to keep changing their looks um as as like a new scheme last Sunday. So I, I think that kind of refers to the the higher usage of like five down, like bare kind of fronts, even like in nickel, which we were calling for. But uh yeah, that I asked you a question. What was it? Oh yeah, the 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 defense tie. Mm. I mean, this Relatively is good health. It, they should be better, right? Come on. Yeah, they should be. They should be in theory, you know, uh, hopefully. I mean, this is like the perfect opportunity for you to kind of have a feel good game, right? Like Saints are banged up. They're coming off of a trip overseas. Like there is a lot of stuff working in your favor here, just in terms of like all the, all the stuff, you know, all the outside stuff going on with, with New Orleans. So Take advantage of it, please. I don't want to watch you give up. Please, do, just don't give up forty something points to Andy Dalton. Just don't, don't do that. Don't do that, please. Like that do would, you, I think that would destroy us. Would we even have a show on Sunday? Even if they win, like if the we'll have a show. Up, but I, I may have for the first time. I will may have to have a scotch with me on on, on the show. Yeah. Um, yes, I look young. I'm old enough to drink. Do not snitch. Um. <laughs> um the the other thing like do you think the league was like okay we're gonna screw the saints over but what we'll do is we'll make seattle go to detroit uh on a 10 a.m start make them fly back and then <laughs> we'll send them to new orleans for it's another 10 a.m start right do you think they're yeah. do you think in their mind like working out the miles of that but, but probably the... not too far off because you think about all these east coast teams which is basically next door neighbors yeah I, yeah, I should probably have done some prep and worked out the mileage there, but but like the Seahawks have been good in these ten a.m. games. They've lost oh, like only dominant. one. They've they're lost dominant. like one of their last fifteen or something. Like I'm still scarred from uh, like early Legion of Boom. I think yeah, when they, they yeah, used to when go out to like awful. Miami and yeah. it's like what on earth? Like, do they have alarm clocks? Like, what's going on here? Just take a caffeine tablet. Take it, take it for Matty F. Brown. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, well, I prefer coffee. I prefer it in yeah. the liquid, like coffee tasting form, mm. rather than. Have you ever had a caffeine tablet? It's pretty grim. Like, so I no. wouldn't recommend. No. Well, they always do it like weird flavors, and it... well, they're not weird flavors. They're just bad. Mm. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend. Yeah, I've never had one of those like five-hour energies or anything like that. I've never, never done any of that. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's that that shit is whack. So <laughs> don't don't do that. So uh yeah, so like this team still has like talent, obviously. Like Chris Olave has been pretty good this year. Um 
and that's about it <laughs> on offense at least like without outside of uh michael thomas uh i mean like for some reason Taysom hill is still a thing he actually had a good game against the falcons like i don't know how that's still working in 2022 he's hurt though he's got a rib injury jarvis landry uh has an ankle injury alvin kamara's return to practice he's not necessarily back i was about to say that he's back but he's not necessarily yeah no back. well he was talking like he's gonna be back yeah mm. so we'll see um marcus Half may was london <laughs> yeah yeah of course yeah marcus may uh has a rib thing he's he's limited andrews pete is limited so they have like some actual uh, noteworthy names here that are also limited. So we'll yeah, see. So Seattle's stacking up pretty good because the, the news on the offense is that Rashad Penny today was limited in practice with a shoulder injury. Well, shoulder thing. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's not great. Like, Penny's first game where he's, like, get, getting some good opportunities to go break one and lo and behold, he does, and he shows that amazing explosive ability. It would be good if he could play. Now, there's no reason to think he can't, other than the fact he's limited today. But flat out didn't Walker, practice. He, oh, he just didn't practice. Yeah, he just didn't practice at all today. There you go. Bad podcasting from me. But then, you know, Walker behind him is the depth piece. Like he it still seems a bit soon for him. It's still, he's still getting up to speed with the NFL, and mm. he's still kind of learning some of the plays. Although no busted assignments against the Lions, as far as we know. So that's the first game. What good on you, rookie? Like first game where uh, it's all sort of come together a bit more, but there's still time mm. that is needed, I think, for him. And then, you know, we barely saw Dallas against the Lions. Penny kind of just took up the passing down role, but Dallas coming, getting a, a lead role, like, you know, it's obviously not the same kind of explosive ability. And I do think this New Orleans game is a game where Seattle may have to lean on the run a bit more. Like I mentioned that there's meat on the bone in both the pass and the run game, like in terms of for avoiding regression, especially in the second half of the season. But I think this game, you know, week five, I think if this I think the Saints have the ability to clamp up Seattle's passing game a bit better than the Lions did with it kind of with the same approach the Lions are trying to do. Mm -hmm. So if if that happens, running the ball is always helpful. Uh just to take pressure off uh, the quarterback primarily mm -hmm. so going back to the Seahawks defense as well Ty something which came up was Pete Carroll Clint Hurt uh, well Hurt mentioned it but Carroll repeatedly mentioned it throughout the week saying they need to eliminate explosives and penalties on defense which is always every damn year that well every year we've had a slow start which is seems like every year recently like every damn year mm -hmm. um they mentioned this, like too many penalties, too many explosives. And I guess it's a way of kind of honing in, you know, let's have like an achievable goal each week because, again, things don't happen overnight. It's a process. There has to be some patience there. But if you focus on having less explosives each week and less penalties, then suddenly everything else will improve off that. So it's both good uh, measuring sticks to achieve that via... And I tweet mm -hmm. out the explosives every week, and they allowed 12 against the Lions. Um, and that's not including the penalty ones. So it's probably pushing 15-16, which is painful. Uh, they classify an explosive as a run of 12 yards or more and a pass of 16 yards or more. But, mm -hmm. like, 
I mean, Hawkinson had that like 80 plus yard run, like, <laughs> catch and run. Yeah. It was bad. Um, so was really hopefully bad. they can hopefully they can rally around that mantra. The other uh, the other quote regarding the defense that the last one I wanted to touch on was they're still expanding their mm. five down uh, like nickel bear look is what Carol said. It's Carol. a variety of calls and configuration with the guys out there. And he said they're still expanding that. So good because they need to do that. And it seemed to work against the Lions. And Hurt was like making a big point about how they played one, like like some good bits, like almost like a good half. And then it all went downhill. Yeah. That was a big reason for it, actually playing Nickel Bear. And Carol's mentioning playing Ryan Neal more, which again, that ties in with that because you can have him in and then Josh Jones as well. And Ryan Neal perhaps playing in the box with Josh Jones playing deep. Hopefully, you know, that's the schematic kind of variety and help that they need. Because Carol's like big on their interior down three, the guys who are on the interior of the bear front when it go comes out there. You know, you're, you're Al Woods, mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're Brian Monet, although that's not a good example. Al Woods, Shelby Harris, Quinton Jefferson, that kind of... Yeah. Puna Ford, Puna. Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that kind of three, they they're good, and they are like they're, they're good at that. They just need to kind of mix it and match it, and mm. match personnel better, which was a problem I had against the Falcons uh, with the Seahawks game plan against the Falcons. They they didn't do a good job of that. But yeah, that's all I had on the the defense really tie, and and the quotes today. Obviously, mm. we haven't heard from Shane Waldron until he starts speaking on a Wednesday. We won't get to uh, analyze his uh, <laughs> his press conference, but honestly. I'm quite glad they do it this way round because Waldron is a man who keeps his cards close to his chest. He's the anti-shoddy. Oh, poor old shoddy. Yeah, all shoddy, all shoddy. Uh, yeah, so you know we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but the things are lining up pretty well for the Seahawks this week, I would say. Uh, going into New Orleans, it's gonna be. Um, it's going to be a big game for the defense like we talked about you know this is a prime opportunity for them to you know like i said this is kind of the big opportunity for a um, feel-good game and if you can have one of those and maybe build on some things and limit the explosives and limit the penalties and you know again we i've been saying this for the last few weeks on here that kind of stuff is going to happen when you're playing a lot of young guys when you're playing a lot of guys that have just generally not played a lot of nfl football uh and so, you know, hopefully just with time that, that starts to kind of fix itself. And the more that they focus on that, that, that kind of fixes itself. And, you know, hopefully that starts this week. Cause like, God, the products that we've been seeing is atrocious. I want to see something better. I want to see a competitive defense, just something competitive. They're still going to give up a lot of yards and points, et cetera. I just want to see a little more like none of this 81 yard touchdown BS and stop missing so many freaking tackles. Stop doing all that. Like, let's just play a fairly clean game and maybe limit, you know, Andy Dalton and the Saints to like 23 points. Yeah, we'll give him 23, maybe. Yeah, maybe less. Like, we could, we yeah, have less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 18? Can we yeah, put 18 that, in there? That, that'd be great. That'd be great. But uh, no, this defense, let's say 23. <laughs> let's say 23, and then hopefully Gino can uh, cook. Because I don't think, like, you know, as good as Gino was and as nice as the Seahawks offense looked, 
You yeah. cannot win football <laughs> expecting your offense to score 48 points a game. Like, okay. Can't do it. Um, I'm sorry to break that to people, but uh, yeah. So, because uh, afterwards, Ty, like, I'm just looking ahead. Saints, Cardinals at home, at the Chargers, who, you know, Herbert's dealing with uh, real bad um, rib issue, yeah. which can't get better unless he, like, sat out for the whole season, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Then at home to the Giants, at the Cardinals, like you could put together a run if your defense, you know, has a bounce back kind of deal. You know, that's like. And look, you know, I I've said six wins. You know, yeah, and I and I've said I think I think nine wins gets you in in the NFC. The NFC sucks this year, so like. I, 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 if you can get on a run here where you actually get to five or six wins, can you imagine if they're eight and two? <laughs> imagine, but like, like if they can get into, if they can head into that Tampa Bay game in Germany, like with five or six wins under their belt, it's time to start talking like playoffs for this team. Like that's a like, if they can get the defense figured out and this offense can stay above regression enough. Or stay ahead of regression enough, they're going to be in a good spot. They're going to be able to compete. Like they're, I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, go into Arrowhead Stadium on Christmas Eve, you know, later this season and and compete with them. But like these mid tier teams, the, the the Raiders of the world, like they can Panthers, go toe to toe with, yeah, the Panthers, like they Jets. can go toe to toe with those guys. Jets, like yeah, the Jets, like all the, like they can win those games. I can wrap my head around it. Like, there's only like three games where I'm like, probably not right now. Yeah. So, you know, again, it, it comes down to getting the defense going because, like, like you said, you're not going to score 40 plus points every single week. But if you can, you know, keep offenses to 20 or so points, I think this offense can, you know, drop 24, 27 fairly consistently. So, we'll see. 